Today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of your stay to local organizations who provide a safe haven for those in need in the Nashville community. Visit russellnashville.com to book your experience today. That's R-U-S-S-E-L-L, Nashville.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to You're Not the Worst podcast with Avery Blessing and Riley Nelson. Happy Wednesday, guys. Am I ever not going to make the hump day joke? Because I really just... It's, it's just burning. <laughs> you can go I just ahead need to and go do it. Hump day. Hump day. Welcome back to another episode. Today we are talking about serious relationships in your early twenties. That is a perspective that Avery and I do not have. Like, we have a special guest who has plenty of experience in that area. Yes, we actually went to high school together, and she's been dating this guy since her and I were in high school. They've been dating now for four years. So we're going to talk to her about what that's like and all of that. And we're really excited to share that with you. So Avery, what have you been up to lately? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, lately, I just have been, this podcast has literally been my life. Um, like how we talk about how it's like a full-time job. It's a full-time job, especially for editing. Um, but like two days ago, this guy that is kind of really good friends with my ex-boyfriend basically asked me to hook up well okay here's the thing so I not only I wasn't even into him I was interested in him like back in January and we'd always be like flirting and snapchatting and on and off and he would always invite me to the parties that they would have at his house and it would be it was him and two other guys living there and they all belonged to the same fraternity so yeah I just kind of became friends with that group and so you know I'd be like talking to him and we were flirting and stuff and then we stopped talking. What? Were you flirting with him right in front of your ex-boyfriend? <laughs> um, yeah. Good. He deserves it. Yeah, he knew about it. I don't give a fuck. Um, but so basically, yeah. He told me that he was still kind of getting over his ex and that he couldn't like hook up or anything. And I was like, okay, like whatever. Like, that's fine. And then that was back in March. Okay. So now it's July. And he Snapchats me and he's like, hey. Like, this is, like, two days ago. He stopped out to me, and he was like, are you in Nashville? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, are you down to hang out still sometime? Like, out of nowhere, so random. It's, like, five months later. And I'm like, I haven't even thought about you. I haven't even Snapchatted you. I haven't even talked to you. Like, that's so random. And, like, now it's weird because I'm looking back at it, and you're friends with my ex. And it's weird. Mm-hmm. it's weird to me it's like in the moment like for sure like it was funny and like I was down but like now I'm like it's fucking weird but even though your ex puts you in a really bad mental space imagine the power move of you walking out of his room and walking right past <laughs> your ex like doing the walk of shame <laughs> It would be such a power I mean, dude. yeah. Okay, okay, but also, so I talked about how, like, the three guys lived in that house, right? So all three of them asked me to hook up. One was at the beginning of the year in August, and he didn't know that me and my ex were dating at the time. So my ex had to tell him, yo, we're dating. You can't, you know, hook up with her. And then my ex is big, tried to hook up with me right after we broke up. 
And he was like, yo, like, are you, like, trying to hook up? And I was like, no. And That's then, a shitty-ass friend. Yeah, and then now this guy's like, yo, you want to hook up? And I'm like, no. But you know what I mean? I'm like, no. I, like, I've, I, what if I um, hooked up with this big? Honestly, that would be another power move. But also, he's not cute. He's not cute. Mm-mm. Don't, don't add him to your roster. No. I'm not interested in any of them. I was for a minute, but... <laughs> you had to let it sit for a second for you to be like, okay, wait, well... Yeah, I was for a minute, but now I'm like, nah. Honestly, though, I think it's kind of a compliment because I think that your ex would talk about how good sex was with you, and I think that's why they don't want to fuck you. Because <laughs> they're probably like, damn, Avery can fuck, bro. Oh, my God, no, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't even want to, like, imagine them talking about me like that. That grosses me out. Yeah. But, like, thanks for the compliment, but, like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, I have been working at this med spa for a bit. I literally am obsessed with it. I love my coworkers. I love the environment. Everything is so fine, um, except customer service. Fuck customer service. I literally can't stand people. They're so stupid and, like, so rude for no reason. Like, we had this woman come in. And um, I'm going to call her Karen for obvious reasons. She has a 30-minute appointment. She's 15 minutes late. And we tell her, like, sorry, we can't take you back. Then she starts bitching us out, screaming at me and the other receptionist. And we're just like, what the fuck do we do? We're trying to be nice to this woman and be like, oh, well, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. We'll do this. Like, trying to be super nice. And this woman leaves. And we're like, thank God, like, she's gone. A few seconds later, she turns around and comes back in. And she starts screaming at us, and we're like, okay, let's go get the manager. So we're like, oh, would you like us to get the manager for you? And she's like, no, absolutely not. Like, I'm fine. I don't need the manager. I just want to tell you that your policy sucks. And we're like, okay. And she gets the manager to come out. It was so awkward. So I'm sitting up front, and then my coworker is sitting right next to me. And then our manager is standing behind us. So we can't, like, turn around to look at her while she's talking. So we're just having to stare at this woman and it was so... Like face to face. Yes. And she's like screaming at our manager. And we're all just trying to be like, yes, ma'am, I understand. You know, like all yeah, polite. Yeah, like, like cool. Oh, my God. Literally, my coworker started breaking into hives. Because she, I could tell she was getting like so frustrated. And this woman literally points at my coworker and goes, oh, yeah. And by the way, she wears her thoughts on her face. And we're like, what? She goes, what? whatever she's thinking, she's expressing on her face. I don't like her face. She's giving me bitch face. Like, uh-uh. literally. And we're like, what the fuck Wait, do you do? What does that even mean? That's so extra. I know. Well, moral of the story, uh, she's blocked from ever coming back. Uh, she's not allowed back. She sent us a nasty email. Really? She yes. did? So we, we're like closing and we're checking the emails before we close. And we see, like, one pop-up from her, and me and my coworker are like, oh, God, like, this fucking woman. And we, like, look at the email, and she's like, I want a copy of all the things I've signed, blah, blah, blah. I want all this. Honey, I want all your time that. is over. I, I want your, I want to talk to the owner. And we're like, okay, Karen, like, calm the fuck down. And, yeah, and so now she's like, I'm going to go write a review about y'all. And we're like, okay, literally do it. Like, we're doing fine. Yeah. We're booking, like, a month, month and a half in advance. Like, we're good. I think the email was so overboard. It's like, okay, you had your time in the spotlight. You had your fun. Now quit it. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to, like, stereotype or, like, be rude. But, like, she was also very pregnant. Oh. And so I think she was trying to get the waxing done before 
she got her baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that changes it a little bit. But no, still, but still, she shouldn't excuse. have done it. I know. I like. I'm saying like she shouldn't have done what she did. But I'm saying like I kind of. It makes sense for her to kind of like freak out like that a little bit. It's probably like stress. Yeah, and like she had been like a pretty loyal customer, but she was 15 minutes late, and we were already doing the next client. And right. That uh, esthetician was completely booked, so we couldn't. Yeah. There was like literally nothing we could do, and we so were just like, yeah, okay, like whatever. So, guys, we have our very first guest today. She is one of my best friends from junior high and high school. We literally grew up together. She graduated college in three years. She's going to law school. She got certified as a laser technician by age 20. She is killing it without further ado. Hey, Brooke. Hey, guys. What's up? So, we went to high school together. Indeed, we did. We definitely had a ton of memories, ups and downs, everything together. So, our topic today, you guys, is serious relationships in your early 20s. So we want to talk because we don't have experience with this. Avery and I have never been in a serious relationship. And if this podcast is going to be relatable, it's, it's got to relate to everyone. Some people have yeah. serious relationships. Some people want to hoe around. Some people want to date. It doesn't matter what you want to do. But we want to we want to cater to everyone. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this podcast can't just be relatable to us. It's got to be relatable to y'all, too. You know, there could be some of y'all out there in serious relationships. And I feel like sometimes it can feel isolating because you have so much judgment from other people because everyone has this belief in your 20s that you need to be crazy and go wild. And, like, find yourself first mm-hmm. before And sometimes you. that's just not the case. Yeah. So Brooke has been in a long-term relationship with one of our friends from high school, Um, Tell us the story of how y'all met. Okay, so it's really funny. So uh, the first time we met, it was maybe sophomore year, and I was at the movies with a different guy. So I was at the movies with my then, well, my now ex-boyfriend, and um, I don't remember what we were saying, but he he comes in the line behind us, and obviously my ex-boyfriend and him were friends at the time. So they like dabbed each other up. I met him, whatever. And then flash forward to, God, maybe two years later, I go into my math class and he's there. And me and my ex obviously had broken up. And, um, you know, I was still kind of Snapchatting him a little bit at the time because we were really on and off for a while. But my now boyfriend still kind of told me like, he's not really that good of a guy. Like, And just was really my friend at first, and that's kind of the story of how we met the first time and the second time. Yeah, so y'all started out as friends before you started dating. Definitely. So I remember the first time we hung out, um, I went over to his house, and I was like, please make sure your mom knows, like, we're just friends. Like, I don't want to be greeted as, like, you know, like a girlfriend or anything like that. And he was so bummed out in the beginning, which was so funny. Oh, my God. He probably thought that you were friend-zoning him. He definitely did for a long time because we were friends like three, four months before we started dating. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that, though, that you're friends first. I'm I'm kind of the opposite. We're like, I don't know if I want to be friends with someone I'm dating. Anytime I've done that, it's been a really bad situation. So I just stick with like meeting guys on apps and going into it like as a dating thing, like not as friends. But that being said, like I think majority of successful relationships come from friendships yes yeah i do too i've never been in a, a friendship before relationship ever 
I had two. Yeah. Two where, like, I became really close with them first, and then it moved on to something more, like, sexual. Um, <laughs> something more sexual. <laughs> it did. It was super platonic at first. Yeah. And then it, you know, turned into that. But every time I've done that, it's been terrible. Right. You just have to know the risk. Like, I think you have to realize, like, hey, like, look, you know, it might not work out past this, and I'm losing a friend, or I could have the best relationship I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what was hard with me. Both times, I lost a really good friend. Right. And that sucks. But, I mean, you always have to be positive about the situation, I think. Yeah. And that's what I was looking for, you know. Like, I'm not looking for, like, to date. Like, I'm looking for my best friend to be, like, Mm -hmm. my spouse type thing. Yeah. That's a really good way to put it. When exactly did it start going from, like, a friendship to a relationship? God, it's so funny that you asked that because, at first, I was not attracted to him. Like, oh, I just, really? I just wasn't like, you know, who's my friend? Like he wasn't the typical guy I go for. Like yeah. very, very much different. And like um, you never saw him in that way. I never saw him in that way until mm-hmm. like he started doing little like nice gestures for me. So I had Aww. said something like, oh my God, I love this Bath and Body Works um, candy apple lotion, but it was out of season because it only comes during Christmas. And then yeah. literally I go to class like not even like two days later and he has it for me like he had ordered it online he's like well I know you like this but and couldn't find it so I got it for you type thing and like little gestures like that kind of started to add on and mm-hmm. um he really I just saw the good in him and that made me so much more attracted to him like it's a different yeah, kind of attraction it is it's like mm-hmm. not physical at all right exactly but then it becomes physical right yeah. yeah yeah and I think men can get out of the friend zone because women will over time be like oh he does this and that and like oh wait he's actually a really good guy like maybe I could see myself dating him that being said you know the sexual chemistry has to be there too Mm -hmm. but I think men can get out of the friend zone I don't think women can get out of the friend zone with a man. I agree. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I asked him the other day, we're talking about it in the car. I was like, um, did you go into this like wanting a friend or did you go into it like knowing that I'd be your girlfriend in the future? And he's like, honestly, Brooke, I went in hoping to woo you to be my girlfriend eventually. <laughs> um, but I was like, would you still be my friend if it didn't work out? And he was like, yeah, we wouldn't have been friends, but um, it would have probably fell off when you went to college and stuff like that. That's what I was thinking yeah. whenever you said that. I was right. like, yeah, I could see y'all like being friends, but I feel like you would have fallen off. Exactly. Yeah. Like we have with everyone else from high school. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Yeah, our high school was toxic if you haven't caught on. Brooke and I really went through it together, but thank God, like Brooke went through it with me. And, like, I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have her by my side Aww, to, like, get so me. Sweet. You were, like, the only one that could actually relate with what I was going through. Yeah. Because it was happening to you, too. Exactly. I mean, it was just, like, a combination. Like, I mean, there are really good people there, and I think people change. But, like, yeah. in that time in our lives, I feel like the girls, as well as the guys, like, the guys were even worse than the girls and how they treated us, you know? Oh. And me and Riley were kind of the people where it's like, we weren't in like one specific group. We kind of mingled with everyone. And so that ended up like leaving us left out at times because they didn't think that we were a hundred percent like rolling with them. Yeah. 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 Okay. Did you date a lot like before you went into a serious relationship with him? I actually did. So I was kind of, you know, one of those girls who always had a boyfriend. Uh, like always you know like always looking for that companion and I mean I went on a lot of dates um a few of them stuck I will say probably had I've had a puppy love I've had a toxic love 
And then I had my um, first love. I would say that. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. I've always heard that, like the three different types of love that everyone has. Exactly. Wait, what's a puppy love? Puppy love is like when you have your first boyfriend and you've been dating for like over a year and you're like, oh my God, we're going to get married. But in reality, you're really not. Yeah. Thing, you know? okay. Oh okay. my God. I remember whenever you'd be like, oh my, we're in junior high, by the way. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, we're going to get married. These are our kids' names. And I I was like, dude, you're still a child. Oh, my God. I remember telling my parents when I was dating him. I was like ninth grade at the time. I was like, yeah, we're getting married when we turn 18. And we're going to live in a white picket fence house. And we're going to have oh kids and two dogs. Wait, Bella, <laughs> this is kind of like, actually insane. Um, my longest relationship has been a year. And that was in third grade. <laughs> oh my god how did you date someone for a year in third grade that's my question it's because yeah. you don't talk to them that much you can roll we along. like yeah i mean no, we had class together like every day like in the same class every day like would flirt and he lived a street down from me oh that's fun yeah so we would always hang out like outside you, like play together yeah like in like the cul-de-sac <laughs> we used to do that we used to play like laser tag because um i had a few kids that like went to my school that lived near me and so after school, we would go play laser tag because they got him for Christmas. And we're like jumping people's fences, hiding in people's backyards. Oh I'm like, God, God we could have gotten shot. <laughs> 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 Thank God it was in the middle of the day. But damn. Right. Tell us about some of your dating before him. One of the guys I dated, I think it was more of like an infatuation kind of dating. Like, mm. you know, like I thought he was just like it. Like I thought he was so cute and like he had so much swag. He was just like one of those like regular like F boys, you know, that yeah. they're so like um, good, good and persuasive with their talking yes, and like, like charming, yeah, charming in their appearance, but they're really, really toxic. And so I went on this huge cycle, like, you know, up and down with this guy for a really long time. And I mean, obviously stuff happened with our families in between. And, um, so that kind of like <clears throat> prolonged the process, but, I ended up finding out that he cheated on me like three <gasps> times. Oh, I'm about to tell you about when I confronted someone. Oh so my good. god, wait, <laughs> no way. Were you like crushed? Oh, I was I don't get crushed, I get pissed. And okay. so okay. I was very, very upset. And so me and Riley were getting ready for our Friday night. Um, football game and so um, I'm wearing my you know cheerleading uniform looking like the classic high school TV drama bitch mm -hmm. and yeah. putting on my makeup in the bathroom and um, the girl he cheated on me with comes out of one of the stalls <gasps> and this was the day I found out about it did she know that y'all were dating she knew that's the worst part so oh my god okay. I was like you knew we were dating you were sending him pictures and you were hanging out with him like doing stuff like behind my back one, I'm mad at him, so don't even think I'm not mad at him, but I'm more mad at you because you knew about it. Mm -hmm. Like, what made you want to do that? And well, she doesn't have a commitment to you. You should have been more mad at him because he's the one that's committed to exactly. you. She doesn't owe you anything. I know, but I'm just saying, it's like... It's still a fucked up thing to do, but at the end of the day, like, she has no... But like girls... But like, like girl that's code. Him. Yeah, like, girl code. Yeah. If you know someone has a girlfriend, don't, like, mess with them. And I was just yeah. as mad as at him as her so it's like not like I'm being like biased towards any side but um I ended up confronting her and was like basically like why would you do that you know threw a few words around in there that I can't say on here <laughs> but anyway she I mean she came up to me when we were in the bathroom and I was talking to her and I was like 
you know, just on a rant over and over and over. You didn't talk to her. You screamed. Okay, yeah, I at screamed her. at her. I screamed at and her pretty loud. And you like slammed the bathroom. I broke stall the door. bathroom stall door. Shut up. I'm not lying. Oh I am my not God. lying. And she was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I mean, I knew you guys were dating, but I mean, he said he was gonna break up with you. Like, I really didn't want you to be mad at me. You're so pretty and you're so smart and like what? blah blah blah. And I was like, "What sense does that make? You did it. So like, yeah, you know, own up to it. If you did it, own up to it and just apologize." So then she went to go take the bus home, and after she got on the bus, and I like I saw her leave. I slammed the, like, you know, the stall door opened so hard and it came off the hinges. Like, <gasps> that's how mad I was. I was so mad. Oh my yeah, God. It was, was pretty bad. It Meanwhile, bad. I'm wearing like a tiny little cheerleading uniform skirt. <laughs> you're like, like a little petite. You're like, like, I'll fucking end you, bitch. I know. Seriously, <laughs> like, try me, please, honey. But um, yeah, definitely not one of my best moments and not one of my best relationships. Um, and, and it continued to go on and on, you know, like, yeah, he apologized and then, um, you know, did it again with another person actually in our friend group kind of thing. Basically, like they ended up doing something um, like on the bus from like some kind of like church camp. Um, it always happened on those week? buses. Beach week, yeah. And I was just like, again, seriously. And like, this was someone, it's not like I was really, really friends with her, but it was like, we were still associated with the same people. So I definitely expected like better. Yeah. Um, we're obviously good now. She definitely owned up to it, apologized. You know, she went her own way with her serious relationships and everything. And I have no like bad blood with her. Like I said, this guy's a very tempting guy. He's very like attractive, very swagger. And, um, you know, he's very persuasive towards the ladies. So like, I can't blame her anymore for that, especially since she apologized. But so that was one, that was my toxic relationship. Definitely. And it definitely took a lot of nights to you know process everything like why is this happening to me I felt mm-hmm. like such a like good person I was very supportive yeah. like went to all of his games and everything but it didn't up, end up working out but I think now he's probably doing okay I don't, I don't know <laughs> it seems from what I've seen of him like he is in a serious relationship as well he posts about her constantly that being said though I still don't trust him because oh, I never. know like behind closed doors <laughs> never he's like <laughs> You know, behind closed doors, he's just a horny boy. Right. He's got a lot of demons, too. So, mm-hmm. oh. definitely. I don't think yeah. that was your only toxic one. Oh, no. I've definitely had another toxic one, but I'd say that he was the, the most, most toxic. toxic. Like, yeah. the one that caused me the most, like, anguish over the years definitely mm-hmm. was him. Yeah. No, I've had I've had a few like that where, like, they've been toxic, but, like, not the same kind of toxic. Exactly. Yeah. Like, one of them's, like, a fuckboy, toxic. But the last one was, like, demon toxic. Oh, exactly. This was fuckboy toxic. You're about to hear fucked up toxic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, this story that she is about to tell, let me tell you. This actually ruined Brooke and I's friendship for a hot moment. (laughs) (laughs) Her and I got, because I hated, I mean, like, I hated this guy. We're six months of our relationship. <laughs> like, oh my god, I I'm yeah. scared. <laughs> well, not even six months. Like, it took longer for us to become friends again because yeah. he, I okay, I hated him so much, and he just kind of like would push my buttons, and so it got to the point where I was like, me or him, you made her choose, like a movie. Yeah, and I was oh like, my god. I am not. 
I was so done at that point because I was like, I, I cannot listen to you talk about him one more time. I hate this guy. He's terrible. And I was just like, me or him. <laughs> right. And I just, I really didn't know. I feel like when you're that young, like, so here to set the scene, I was 16 and he was 19, almost 20. So he was in college. That in itself is gross. It's kind of gross now that I think about it. Wait, 16 and 20? Yeah. So he was old. He was in college when I was a sophomore. Okay. Yeah. So basically... You know, I met him at this bonfire party thing, you know, <laughs> how we all party in Texas in cornfields. So <laughs> that's just not true. Let me I'm put that out there. <laughs> but anyways, it was like a bonfire outside. There was definitely some hay bales out there. So um, yeah, yeah, there definitely. I think you just had a few we, floor locos. I literally peed behind a hay bale. Oh, my God. We I think I was with nowhere. you. We were. You and I were drinking Malibu straight out of a water bottle. Oh, God. That's another oh my story. God. I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> flashbacks of like water bottles like filled with like liquor God. no bucky's cups definitely the bucky's <laughs> cups no one's gonna unless you're from texas bucky's is a gas station and basically it's the best gas station in the world they have branded and marketed themselves so well yeah because they have clean bathrooms and so like if you're driving in texas and you see a bucky sign you are holding it until you get You'll to hold that it Bucky's. for 50 miles. Yeah. There's like markers. It was like 32 miles till the next exit to Bucky's. Well, yeah. and, and they're just like huge. It's like huge. clothes, yes. like food of all kinds. Like everything like is there. Like you can there. get chicken nuggets there. Like everything. Like everything Sandwiches. you imagine for like a gas station yeah. to have. Like they it have is it. not a normal gas station. It is a whole experience. It's like it's a, store. a store. It's like the Disney store. Wait, wait. It's like the Disney World of gas stations. Exactly. Definitely. That's a good way to put it. Like I get mm -hmm. so excited to go to Bucky's. I know. <laughs> yes. So anyway, so we were at a party and, um, you know, I met him there. He was home from college. I think he, he, like, got in a car accident or something and had to come home and get, like, a car to, like, drive back, you know, while he's in college. So I met him then and... Um, Basically, we kind of started talking after that. One of my friends was actually kind of mad that I started talking to him because she kind of, like, like, said them. she had dibs first kind of thing. But, like, we're over that, you know. Like, it was just a tiny little squabble. But um, we ended up dating for, like, six months. He ended up going to the Army kind of thing, like, boot camp training thing. And it was just a weird thing. Like, he'd write me letters. Oh, my God. From, yeah, it was it was really weird. But let's flash forward to the toxic part. Because okay. this is where it gets spicy. This story is insane. Wait, I'm excited, but also scared. So I kind of, you know, I'm like one of those people who I'm a hypochondriac. Like, I think, like, I'm sick. I think I'm pregnant, like, all the time type things. And yeah. I was like, hey, like, I need a plan B. And so I'm babysitting at... Um, these people's houses and I'm like having a freak out when I'm there and I'm like can you please just drop by and give me one because I didn't want to get past like the the two-day line where it's like doesn't yeah. work uh -huh. just in case I'm still on birth control at this moment so I'm like just freaking out for no reason but anyways in that moment I was just really scared so he hops the fence at the apartment complex <laughs> I'm babysitting at my literally the people I'm babysitting the parents had cameras like out there and they were like did someone come to visit you? We saw someone hop the fence. No. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, that's my boyfriend. He didn't know how to get in. I was feeling sick, so he brought me some medicine. Okay. And so played it off like that. But 
it was definitely like really embarrassing. So then I go into the bathroom. I first like take one of the pregnancy tests that are in there and then I take the pill that's in there. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, the doors close. And then I get a freaking phone call from the parents and they're like, why is our son running around with a lighter around the house? And I'm like, <gasps> I'm in the bathroom. Like, can I have like five minutes, please? Like, I, I can't like watch them while I'm in the bathroom, you know, like taking this yeah. test and shit. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> they have cameras in the house. Like, what if they're watching me in the bathroom? In the like, bathroom? Oh, <laughs> while I'm oh taking God. this test. But I can't believe you did it at someone's house I that you're babysitting at. I was like urgent, like freaking out. And um, anyways, I take it. It's fine. And it's a pill. So the pill's not in like a box like it usually comes in. He was like, and his reasoning was, I didn't want you to have to throw it away there and then see it. Yeah. Kind of thing. Um, which didn't, which made sense to me in the moment. But now I'm thinking about it. But the test sticks came in a box. So it's like, you know, like, why wouldn't you take those out of the box too? Mm-hmm. But basically, um, so I'm like, okay, it's just this little, little pill, not knowing what a plan B even looked like. Oh my God. Was it like not a plan B? Just wait. So not even know what one looked like. It was like a little orange pill, oh which I'd had no idea what the color, the shape or anything. And I didn't even think to look it up online. Obviously, you know, it's just like. You trusted him at the time. I trusted the fuck? him. Wait. I trusted him. And so anyway, so I take it. I'm like, oh, I'm so good. I can relax now. Like, let's get to babysitting. And. And um, then flash forward like two weeks, I have my period and I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, I think it worked or I was never. But thank you for getting that for me. And he was like, oh, I have to tell you something that actually wasn't one. It was a vitamin and I didn't get you a plan B. He was like, I knew you weren't. I just wanted um, I just wanted to give you that because plan B's are too expensive. What's a vitamin? A vitamin, just what? like a regular. Like vi- what vitamin was it? Oh, I have no idea. Like, some kind of some kind Sorry. of like orange vitamin. <laughs> Why would he give you a vitamin and like just and said be like I don't want to give you Plan B? Exactly. It was probably like a vitamin C. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it was something like that. And I was like, Wait, what the fuck? What? Exactly. So I'm like infuriated. I'm like, dude, is this guy trying to trap me or like what is going on? Like not to <gasps> mention. Oh, you think he's trying to get you pregnant? He's a yeah. military guy. I'm sorry if you're a military guy, but what is it with a military and getting married and having babies? <laughs> yeah, wait, seriously. Right. Wait. And I'm like young. I'm like 16. Like, you know, and this was the first time like I was ever even like with yeah. someone like that. And yeah. like you like don't know. And I didn't know anything like how to go about anything. But I was so pissed. I was like dude, what if this went the other way? Like, what if I wasn't okay? Like, was this your plan all along type thing? So that was some, like, very weird stuff to go through. Definitely so weird. So I want to now get into, like, the good parts of your dating with this guy because I think it's (laughs) the one that you're dating right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, like, a good – I think it's good that you all know that, like, she has had a lot of dating in the past. She had a lot of dating experiences. So it's not like she and missed out. Done. Yeah. It's not like she's been with the same guy forever. And then it's yeah. like, oh, what if I miss out on this? Like, she's already done it. She's done enough dating for all of us. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. But, I mean, it's fun. Like, I felt like for me, yeah. like, high school was the time to, like, casually date. But, like, yeah. college, I needed something more stable because mm-hmm. I wanted to build a career for myself, you know? Yeah. I just didn't I didn't have the energy or the time to just, like, you know, go out on dates and meet new people and go mm-hmm. through those phases of where I care what I look like in front of someone, yeah. you know? I mean, for me in high school, like, I had a bunch of, like, random flings and like short-term relationships with like maybe six guys 
And then, like, now my serious relationships have, like, started to come in, and it's only been two guys. Right, right. And they slow down. The more serious they get, like, the mm-hmm. less they're going to be until you find that specific, like, one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, me and this guy, my boyfriend, I'm just going to say his name because I love him, and I don't mind if he watches this. Okay. So, it's Christian. His name's Christian. We've been together for four years. We started dating at the end of junior year. And, yeah, we're still going strong, very, very um, serious. And, you know, I'm hoping that maybe in the next year or so we'll be engaged. But I'm just telling you to all you girls out there, like, just get through the storm because the sun's coming up. Like, the sun will shine on the other side because I went through so much stuff. And I was like, when is God going to place someone in my life that is worth being with, who is worth my time? Mm-hmm. And I mean, after so long of praying, like it finally came true. And I know that sounds kind of like, you know, you might not be spiritual, but like I am. And I think that that really helped, like just Mm -hmm. knowing, like, I just want you to know that someone is out there for you that is going to give you a stable and happy relationship. So just don't put up with all of like the little boy stuff, little boy problems. I mean, and some people, if you're not religious, I think even praying gives you like, it's Comfort. almost a way of manifesting. Yeah, manifesting whatever you you're want. You're thinking and you're saying what you want. And so like even if you aren't spiritual, like still saying it out loud or you know, you can manifest like good things in your life. You just have to ask for them, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you have to like put yourself in the right mindset and be like I deserve this. Like You have to know your worth. So I've never tried manifesting before, but after I did the interview for the med spa that I'm at right now, I literally looked at it's this is like so corny but like I would look at myself in the mirror or I would like look at my dream board before I go to bed and I would say I'm gonna get this job like this job is mine I'm gonna get it Mm -hmm. and I would just I just kept saying it I would say it like once or twice every night sure enough got the job I don't exactly and I don't know if it was because of that or because like I was the most qualified but it worked so right we'll see yeah you just have to like you know believe something that's gonna happen for you is going to happen and it will Mm-hmm. You know, but you yeah. also can't look for it. Like I wasn't looking for him specifically. I wasn't looking for someone. I was just like praying that someone good would come in my life. And it's like when you're not looking and you're not dating, it just comes so much easier. Like yeah. that's why be- we became friends because I was like, I wasn't thinking about it. You know, yeah. I wasn't yeah. thinking about us being together as a relationship. I was just thinking, oh, this is a really nice guy. I I would love to like give my time to him because I enjoy like genuinely talking to him. And um, it just sprouted from there and turned into, you know, the best four years of my life. Yeah. And, like, obviously there's, like, ups and downs within relationships. Oh, definitely. You know, they're hard and they're something that you have to choose to work at every day. How do y'all maneuver that? Because y'all dated through high school and through college and now, like, you're starting to go, like, more into your career with, you know, law school and being a laser tech and all of that. So how have y'all managed that? And like, what were some of the hard things that y'all had to overcome? Yeah, most definitely. I think for me, like I'm the type of person I require a lot of attention, like a lot of love and like reassurance. I know that that's kind of, it's not a good quality, but it's something like I'm working on. But I mean, it definitely is a kind of a struggle in our relationship because you know like guys just want to play their game sometimes and like you know Mm -hmm. be by themselves and I'm the type of person like I could be with you 24 7 and not get tired of you and so Mm -hmm. I feel like 
lack of attention can be an issue sometimes, but we're working on it. I'm trying to know like, okay, he likes his alone time after work. He has a really stressful job. And like me after work, I'm like, okay, I just want to talk to you. I'm done listening to people's problems for the day. I just want to talk, you know? And so I feel like that's definitely been like a hard partner relationship but we have found middle ground and I guess you know like the best words of advice that I have had are actually from his mom so she lost the love of her life at a really young age Christian's dad died when he was like two and yeah so they were high school sweethearts and like every time that we're in an argument and like I mean I get pretty pretty spicy like in arguments I get really upset and she's like you know what Brooke like it's not worth it like you have to fight for what you love Like, relationships take so much work, but, like, at the end of the day, what would it be like if tomorrow you woke up and he wasn't there, you know? Damn. Mm -hmm. Whenever he he got in a car accident, so they were in a fight that day. Oh, Oh, and he just, like, passed away, like, that day. Yeah, exactly, and so every day I think of that, and I'm like, you know what? Like, it's not worth it. You know, I will never go to bed without saying good night, I love you. I'll never drive without saying I love you. Mm-hmm. Just especially kind of after your accident too exactly and no matter how mad we are at each other it's just like you know what at the end of the day like we're together and I love you no matter what no matter what you do no matter well not what you do but like you know <laughs> if you cheat on me no if you cheat on me it's over bro but like he would never but like no matter how infuriated you make me like I just love you that much. Yeah. You know, you can't just forget to say the I love yous. You can't forget to, you know, express your emotions because life is so short. Yeah. So do y'all like still date or how do y'all keep that spark alive in terms of, you know, liking and loving each other? Do y'all go on dates once a week or like how do you maintain that? We definitely go on dates quite a bit. I would say like once a week to like once every other week it just depends upon our schedules and it's also like I think living at my house I just moved out of my house into my new apartment to where we had our space to where I mean I'd only see him a few times a week and that would make those times more special right you Mm -hmm. know to where we could like hang out and do stuff and like go to the lake go out to dinner whatever and um I just feel like the brief pauses in between like that small breath helps you like keep that relationship going have your space have your own things going on exactly where like your lives don't consume each other like you both have your own separate lives but you get to choose to come together at the end of it and be like this is how my day was exactly like even if I don't talk to him like you know like I'll tell him good morning and I don't talk to him until I go to sleep like at the end of the day he's the one I want to sleep next to when I'm going to bed yeah you know Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so definitely, like, keeping our dating um, life alive. Like, we have this, like, triple date co. We have three different couples, and we go on dates together all the time. Wait, that's so cute. Yes, they're called Triple Date Co. Um, Shout out, you guys. You guys are amazing. But, yeah, and it's just fun. Like, we get to, you know, see in the lives of their relationships, like, talk about everything, like, lay it out on the table. You know, we're very open as a group. Mm-hmm. And so that's really fun. So we'll have like our date nights together and then we'll have our triple date co nights and the guys get along really well. The girls get along really well and we're all just really open. So that's good. We go out a lot to like dinners mm-hmm. and stuff like that and we'll go back to his house or whatever. Yeah. It's having friends. Mutual friends is really important. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I think like whenever you and him started dating, I feel like that's kind of when our friendship started to like come back 
because like we had a really big falling out and like even it was so awkward i remember like <laughs> being at cheer practice and like we would stunt together or something but like we hated each other so like, we wouldn't talk to each right. other and like it was just it was a really awkward situation for a while because mm -hmm. like i'm also so stubborn where i was like she's very stubborn i can guys. so see that where so i was stubborn. like i'm not gonna apologize <laughs> i have nothing to apologize oh my God, for really? you know? i can so see that and then you know it wasn't until a little bit later we finally talked and we were like we're good now yeah and that's whenever i think you and christian had already started like we were like her, it was a while her and that guy dated it was probably like a year like, six months we did six y'all dated six months wow. and it was like Within a few months of y'all dating, I think, is whenever that cut off. And then you and Christian, I think, were dating by the time we became friends again. Yeah, which was a long time. So I waited a year and a half, I think, till I dated Christian after that relationship. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, her and I were, like, not on good terms for a bit. Honestly, really, I feel like it, it almost would have gotten that way if I kept dating you-know-who. Oh, I was getting very fed up. I was about, I was, like, thinking about it, and I was, like, I feel like it. It was very close to getting to that point. I think so, too. Yeah. And I think it wasn't even... Because I understand what goes on within a toxic relationship. And the only thing that you can do for your friends who are going through that is, like, you just have to be there for them. Exactly. Yeah. Which is hard. so hard in the moment. Because for so long, I would give Avery advice. And, like, same thing with you, too. I would give... I'm such, like, an advice giver. And I'd be like, do this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then I learned over time, like, at the end of the day... They're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. And, like, that has nothing to do with me. And so, like, I would get so frustrated because, like, you would reach back out to him or y'all would be hooking up again. Yeah. And I'd just be like, what the fuck? I literally just, like, wasted my time, my energy into trying to help you because, like, that's the friend I am. Like, I give and give and give. And I feel like I never set boundaries with that until, like, I set boundaries because I started therapy. And then <laughs> I was, like, talking to my therapist about it. She was, like, you need to set that boundary. Otherwise, like, that friendship is going to implode. And so, like, mm -hmm. I had to tell you. I was, like, Avery, you cannot talk to me about him anymore. I don't want to hear it. I don't know. It was, like, that kind of situation. And then I was also, like, and, And then like, it was also, like, remember if, that one night, like, that you literally just did not give a fuck. And you came out to me, and like, in the kitchen. And you were, like, yelling at me about him. Mm -hmm. That was, I think, the last night where I was, like, fuck. I, I need think to that get was, rid of this guy. I think that was your wake-up call. Yeah, that was my wake-up call. That's, yeah. That's what, I, that's what I mean. Like, that was the night that I was, like, fuck, this guy sucks. Yeah. Their relationship had been so rocky and so toxic. And I came home one night from a night out that, first of all, you had bailed on. So I was already mad. <laughs> and then whenever I got home and I saw that he was there, I was, like fuck this and i literally went off i was like is he here she was like yeah and i was like what the fuck <laughs> is he doing here and then I started, my like, door was open and he could hear everything and she's like riley he can hear you and i was like i don't care oh i know you and then I, and then yeah. i go <laughs> yeah and then i go hey he who shall not be named fuck you get the fuck out of my apartment yeah and then i was like damn and then i pulled avery in my room and i was like i was like come in here and she was like like, I could tell you were so scared. You were like, no, no, no. Like, yeah, I was like, like, no, I come here there. right now. I was also like, I had been drinking. So, like, that was just like. Yeah. I it's just that that's what set me over, you know? Yeah. And I pull her in my room and I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, what? And I'm like, you look like an idiot. And she was like, huh? And I was like, he has treated you like shit. He's manipulated you. He lies to you. At this time, we didn't know he had cheated on her. Like. <gasps> yeah, did not know. There oh was so God. much. I knew nothing yet. And. Yeah. I felt, like, I feel, like, looking back, I feel bad. I should have handled it way better, but then... But, no, I needed that, though. 
Yeah, like you needed that push, but I feel bad because it was kind of like mean in a way, but I was just like so fed up. Oh, yeah. I will bottle everything up and one small little thing will just like set, set me off. Yep. And next thing you know, like something about a little fight will like blow up into like a way bigger thing than it was. That was just the thing that like sent me over the edge. Yeah. You went in your room and he was like, not okay. Yeah, he was almost in tears. Tell, oh, that's good. Tell him, tell, tell them what you said or something like. I was like, that. I go, I walked in there and we're both just quiet. And I was like, I go, look, I'm sorry you had to hear that, but she's right, and I agree with her. It's like the <laughs> meme where you go, um, you need to pack your bags and leave. There's the door, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. Like, I was like, Riley, you just said, like, yo, Avery, he's an asshole. And I go, Riley, she can hear you. And you go, I don't care. Fuck you. That's literally how you said it. <laughs> oh. I was like, come out here. I'll tell, like, I'll talk to both of y'all at the same time about yeah. this. I'm so done. He was so hurt. He just, like, turned away from me and just, like, got under the covers of my bed and just turned away and, like, tried to go to bed. And I was like, yikes. Yeah. Ooh, you still let him sleep over that night? Yeah. Oh, God. But <laughs> literally, this was before I found out everything. Like, not just the cheating. There was so much more shit going on that I had no idea about. It was crazy. Everything comes to the surface eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Love isn't... When you're in a relationship and, you know, you're constantly fighting or your friends are upset with you... That just shows you that that relationship does not stem with love. Love is pure and it doesn't have any like bad stuff related with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so like me as a being, I think, you know, I changed my persona. I became a better person and I'm still working on becoming mm -hmm. that every day because, you know, he's the type of person who makes me want to be a better person. Yeah. And that's how it should be. Right. Do y'all set boundaries with one another? We definitely do have boundaries, I would say, in terms of, like, you know, like, going out to places, you know. Um, we like to be with each other definitely when we go, but I'm not going to go to, like, a ton of parties and stuff without him or, like, do that. But, like, he lets me hang out with my girlfriends. I let him hang out with his guy friends. Like, he went on a ski trip with his buddies in Colorado this past winter, and I was, like, completely fine with that. Yeah. Like, everything. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't be, you know? But we definitely do have boundaries. Like, it was definitely worse in the beginning of the relationship because it was his first relationship and, like, my... Like, it wasn't my first one, but I was still, like, you know... You had to, like, navigate it. You were still, like, yeah. moving on, too, from the other ones. Yeah, I was definitely still moving on and processing because I went from, like, when you go from a toxic relationship to a good relationship, you can yeah. actually end up ruining it because of lack of trust. That's what I was worried about with my last one. And it happens. Like... It does. Some of our fights stemmed from that because I was like, you can't do this, you can't do this, like, because I genuinely didn't trust anyone. And it took, like, I'm mm -hmm. telling you, a good year, mm -hmm. like, to fully trust him. Like, I don't care what you do. Like, go out, do what you want. I this know you're not like going to hurt my me. Problem. Exactly. It was a me problem. And yeah. like, like you brought in your baggage from your past relationships to this one, which yeah. like isn't fair to him, but also it's not your fault that you did that because like, it's unless trauma. you're in therapy, like actively working on it, you know, like it's something that's like very difficult. Exactly. And I think that like in the beginning, definitely my mindset of like not trusting him poisoned his mindset a little bit mm -hmm. to where he felt the same way. Like at, first like you know with what I wear like when I'm going out and stuff oh, like wow. that you know type thing and um I definitely poisoned his mindset a little bit just because of what I'd been through but we worked on that now he trusts me I trust him and we don't really have like boundaries that much like yeah 
in terms of like going out and doing stuff well i think it's like really important to set boundaries it sounds like he set one with you where like he's like because you are very extroverted and you're like i love like you get your energy from being around people yeah and he is just not that way like he's not he gets exhausted from being around people he needs that alone time and so i think like he set that boundary with you of like i can't be with you 24 7 like i need to like go back and like you know yeah I'm the type of person like let's just say like I'm so extroverted when I get home when I was living at my house I would have my sister like talk to me while I was showering because I just wanted to talk to someone after like work you know like I'm the type of person who thrives off that like the energy like just talking in general I can't just sit quiet alone with my thoughts like that just doesn't work yeah I I have to like say them out loud right Yeah. yeah I think like for me within relationships I tend to be like go 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 to the point where like I exhaust myself and then I have to retreat and like take a few days or like a day just to like Mm -hmm. get back with myself and get back in touch with myself and so like with some guys like it can kind of come off shady because I'm like don't talk to me like I need to you know but it's it's really not that's just my way of being like okay I need to like have alone time and then I can come back out, you know? Exactly. That's yeah. how he is, too. Like, if we're at, like, a party or, like, um, we, we have a lot of parties at his house. But, like, he'll go up in his room for, like, 30, 45 minutes and decompress, mm-hmm. like, during a party. So he can <laughs> paint that smile back on his face and go downstairs. I'll do yeah. the same thing, too, honestly, a little bit. But I think it's very healthy. I think so, To go too. back and forth like Definitely. that. And I'm the one dragging him. Like, I'm like, come on, babe. Like, let's go party. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, like, it, I think it works, though. Like, you know, when you have someone who's the complete opposite from you, he gets me to, like, mellow out and calm down. Mm-hmm. And I get him to have fun. Yes. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's I think perfect. that's, like, a good balance. I mean, that's how my parents are. That's how a lot of successful relationships that I've seen are. You need that balance. So you need someone who's, like, more chill. And then you need someone who's, like, let's go. You know? Exactly. And you balance yeah. each other out. Mm-hmm. Because if it's two people that are, like, go hard, eventually, they'll, like, like they'll exhaust themselves. Yeah. Exactly. Or too mellow, you're never going to get out and have those experiences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, like, a perfect balance, I think. So what's the next step with Christian for you? Um. Well, I would hope that maybe in the next year or so we'll be engaged or... <gasps> Something like that. Oh we have God. gone ring shopping. Um, we've definitely gone ring shopping. I have one picked out. I have a couple of dealers on standby. Um, <laughs> I got the plug. I got the plug for Wholesale Diamonds. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just so ready. I feel so comfortable with him. And, like, things are going so good. And I can see them continuing to go that way. That I think that engagement and even marriage is in our next step. But I say engagement first, obviously, because... You know, I want to be engaged for a couple years. Like, I want to graduate law school and then be able to afford, like, a nice wedding or a nice honeymoon and stuff like that. So You're like Elle Woods. Oh, thanks. She literally is the real-life version of Elle Woods. I'm not kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Like, talk to anyone in high school. Everyone underestimated her. Oh, yeah. And then now she's like, here I am. I wanted to go to law school. I'm doing it. And everyone's like, what? Like, One day she just woke up and decided she wanted to go to law school. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Yeah, but he's on the other track to where he's like, I mean, I'm not in a rush for anything. Like, we have two different mindsets on it. He's like, it's going to happen, so we don't need to rush it. Like, Brooke, you are, like, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to ask you to marry me. But, like, I want it so perfect because you deserve something Aww, so perfect. And I so sweet. don't want it to be rushed. And I'm the type of person, well, if it's going to happen, just put a rock on it, baby. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think too, like a lot of men 
are very set of like I need to get myself like financially stable and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Like I need to get my career where I want it to be before I can start dating or before I can get married. And so like, oh okay, yeah, I kind of think that way too though. What? Like I think I need to like get everything set in place before I even think oh, about marriage. Literally same. Yeah. But I think what happens is like you spend all that time focusing on your career and on dating. Next thing you know, you're 30, and then you're like, wait. I'm ready to start dating now. And then you're like, crap. <laughs> you're like, the dating no, pool I'll, like, sucks. date yeah. in between. I'll date in between, like, for sure. But, like, marriage is never an option for me unless I get to that stage with that person where I'm serious. Like, I never think about it until, like, I'm at that stage. And it takes a long time. Like, it yeah. really does take a long time. Yeah. I'm a very, like, day-by-day, go-with-the-flow kind of person. Like, yeah. always trying to be the present. Like, don't go, like, to the past or future, like, a lot. And, like, not have that anxiety ever. And, like... I feel like now it's kind of hard not to have that anxiety about the future. Right. Because we're, like, graduating college and, you know, it's starting to get to that point. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's uh, it doesn't help that, like, I feel like, I don't know for you, but, like, for me and Rye, like, all of our friends around us are, like, having babies and getting engaged. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or on number two. like Engagement posts, fuck off. God. <laughs> I'm going to a year. <laughs> I know. I was talking. I was doing a, um, a laser on one of my clients who's also one of my friends the other day. And she was like, me and my boyfriend have been dating for seven months. And we just went engagement ring shopping. I think we're going to get engaged very soon. And I'm like, seven months? Like, mm-hmm. and I looked at Christian. I was like, well, another one of my friends is engaged. What's taking so long? Yeah. What's taking Honestly, so though, long? like, don't rush it because the more you pressure him, the more it's going to make him pull back, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, just let him do it at his own pace because it is something that, like, for women, I feel like we're kind of instilled since birth. Like, okay, you're going to get married and you're going to have babies exactly. and this is going to be your life. But with men, they're like, go live your life. Go do that. And then think about it. And, yeah. like, we don't tell women that enough. It's because, yeah. like, movies, I guess, characterize women as, you know, like, date and get married. Like, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. like, you know. Date to marry. Date to marry. Don't date to date kind of thing and that's how movies like depict everything yeah and so it's like okay like when you've been dating for a certain amount of time you're like okay what's the next step let's go yeah you know yeah but you know savor these moments because one day you will be engaged and married and then you have kids and then you have nothing to look forward to oh, exactly that, you know and i definitely yeah. and, like, you don't want to wow. rush that yeah definitely don't want kids till i'm 30 yeah and w- that's another conversation with me and him he wants kids before like he wants kids right out of law school for me oh my god really he loves kids and that's something i love about him because he's so good with them and loves them like he's gonna be an amazing dad but i want to be able to you know like start my career like be a boss bitch and And then have kids make money and be able to support them like give them what they want and what they need you know Mm -hmm. yeah um okay so another thing we want to talk about is within long-term serious relationships Sometimes, you know, things can get a little bit boring in the bedroom and it can get kind of just like easy in terms of, you know, you know what you're doing, you know, the person's body, you know, it gets them off real quick. But like, what are some things that y'all do to change it up whenever you feel like it's getting dry? Also out of the bedroom too, yeah. like yeah. with dates and stuff. Too. Definitely. I think that, you know, bedroom talk, it doesn't have to be an everyday kind of thing I feel like when you wait and you know you go on a nice date and you haven't like had that you know experience with each other in like a week or so it's like you go on a date and you're like reliving for the first time because you've waited and had that pause Mm -hmm. it's just so much more intimate and so much more Mm -hmm. like you know 
pleasurable to be with each other when you haven't been for a while. So when you're doing it constantly, you get bored and tired and you're not as excited. So you just, I think that brief pause, just kind of breathe, take a break, like from that stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, focus on the mental stuff between you two and your connection without Mm -hmm. the physical stuff. Yeah, to like create sexual tension. And then you bring that in. And I think that that's what's really important. So, like, today in society, it's like, you know, we sexualize everything. Yeah. You know, like, when you're a girl and you're on a date and it's been, like, the third date, you're, like, automatically expected to do stuff with someone. Yeah. But when you have that pause and that break, it just makes the relationship so much more better. Yeah. Like, you just Wait, kind of, I love that you said that. Like, you oh, just kind of connect again on yeah. a mental level. Exactly. Like, remember that the relationship isn't about sexual encounters and sex in general it's about like two souls becoming one and once you you're on like that mental level with each other you wait have that pause and then it's so much better wow yeah yeah like you kind of take a second because i feel like sometimes too within relationships it's like oh you run out of things to talk about in terms of like what's going on so it's kind of like how's your day blah 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 and like right so if you kind of take a little bit of a break and focus on like what makes you you exactly what like tell me about things from your past like what shaped you to be the way you are today and like you know Those after like a deeper while conversation yeah yeah so like get back on that intellectual level mm-hmm. and don't have sex just to have sex i think that's the number one rule don't do it just to do it don't do it because you feel expected to do it like even if you've been together for so long, don't make it like a habit. Do it when you feel like it's the right moment. Yeah. And that's what's important. Yeah. You know, and like one of my gifts I got him for maybe like Valentine's Day, I got us this deck of cards and it was like relationship deck of cards. And it was like, tell me about the first time you knew you were in love with me. Or Aww. like, you know, like tell me about Aww. your best experience. And that's like, so cute. Like, like prompts to spark yeah, like the prompts. intimate conversation. Exactly. And like relationships take work. Like when you're with someone for so long like you you lose stuff to talk about but like those cards I think really helped us it's like a deck of like 150 or something like that different like prompts Mm -hmm. to you know like talk about and it's like ends up being really great conversations and then we have another one where like dating wise it's these sticks and there's like different options on each side so you like pick a stick and whatever it tells you like you're like okay like let's do fondue tonight or like let's oh. go on a movie like we just did painting the other day and it was really fun that's so cute yeah Should I like paint each other oh god no <laughs> <laughs> no we did like landscapes type stuff so we oh. sat by the pool and did like landscape painting oh so we did ask this question on our instagram do we want to read it yeah okay we pulled our Instagram and we wanted to see what other people do in long-term serious relationships to spice it up a bit. Uh, so we're going to read those to y'all. Blindfolds all the way. Sounds weird, but incorporate food. Try new kinks. Bondage. Period. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. Just bondage. Just bondage. Watch porn and recreate it. Drink wine and try not to touch each other. Thanks, TikTok. Being open to experimenting. Sex tape. (laughs) (laughs) I think that one would be so funny. I don't know if I would want to go back and watch it. Yeah, Um, I don't. I think it'd be purely for the man. I think I would just be like, oh, my God, the roles or like, you know, like because there's like things that like you don't think about whenever you're doing it. Yeah. And then like if you look back, you're like, oh, my God, like I thought this was I thought this was so hot. But like, it's just not keeping the sweetness alive outside of the bedroom. That's a good one. I think that one's important. Yeah, me too. Very. 
And I think that goes back to one of our episodes where we talked about affection because I think like the sweetness and all of that like goes with affection. Definitely. Um, I got kind of nervous when I saw this because I was like, I don't want to know what my mom and dad do to spice <laughs> oh, <God>. it up. <laughs> she said, I'll skip this answer since I'm your mom. <laughs> okay. I think one tad is just never stop dating. Yeah, never stop dating your partner. Never. Never. I agree. Yeah, and I mean, we've talked about this so many times, but like, it, I just cannot say it enough. Like, it is so important to always do sweet things for your partner, always make them feel special. Like, bring them. Yeah. Stop by the grocery store and pick up flowers. They can literally yeah. be honestly no. It's like whatever. You could pick flowers yeah. out of your front yard. You could pick like yeah. the weed flower, like not the weed, and but it's like, like you know, like the weeds, like dandelions and stuff. Yeah. Like it's just the thought. You it's can also get me like McDonald's, and I'd be happy. Literally, yeah. And it's like if you know, like let's say like they're super into cooking, or like they're super into like one certain activity, go take a cooking class with them. That's yes good. like do, do stuff that. like that yeah that would be fun like a cooking class or like honestly escape rooms if escape you, rooms escape rooms if you people yeah. people sleep on bowling <laughs> oh me and christian go bowling all of the time it's i think so bowling fun. is so fun like take go to the arcade go mm-hmm. to like anything yes there's a coffee shop near us that does coffee classes yeah Oh, that'd be really fun. And you fun. can take classes and learn about coffee. Like, just things yeah. like that together. Do something exciting, too. Like, me and Christian go to Track 21 sometimes, and it's, like, go-kart racing. So, you know, you get that excitement, but it's also, like, together. So, it's yeah. really fun. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. This is our last question. Uh, do people judge you for being in a serious relationship while being so young? Most definitely. I get judged by, you know, family few friends but it's basically like this is what they tell me you know you're set on the path to be very successful like you know you should focus on you right now and not worry about having to have another avenue of time consumption yeah where you're giving your time to someone and you know like if you know you know and you just have to block out those opinions like I think specifically with my parents it's been kind of a struggle because they didn't really like him at first and um you know they well, it's probably hard with family. Yeah. And dads, you know, dads, they never think that this other person's good enough for you. Yeah. Like, especially like having like only daughters. They're like, no one's ever going to meet that goal. You know? Yeah. No one's ever going to live up to my standards for my daughter type thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how it was. So you have that on top of like me still continuing my education and being young. I definitely do get judged for that. Like, I always get told, you know, like, you're going to regret this because you're missing out on experiences. You're not going out as much. You're not, like, doing as much. But it's, like, that's not what I want to do in the first place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, like, what a gift it is to be able to do those experiences together. Exactly. Like, whenever people are, like, you're missing out on experiences, what they're saying is you're missing out on a ton of sex and, like, random hookups. Exactly. (laughs) And I'll tell you, it's not great out there. Yeah, I know. And I'm not missing that. Trust me. But it's like you can do stuff together like free press. We all went to free press like a little festival thing together. And like I went with him and it was fun because it was like I'm in this environment with my friends like going out partying. But like I still have my significant other there to like be around in case like trouble comes along or like Mm -hmm. I feel uncomfortable in some certain situations. You get to go home with him. And I get to go home with you. You know what I mean? It's like it's there's nothing like, you know, like going home to the same person. Yeah. Wow. 
Now I want to be in a relationship. Same. This whole time I've been like, yeah, hot girl summer. And now I'm like, hot girl summer sucks. I haven't had a hot girl summer in a long time. But I mean, there definitely are pros to like still dating and stuff, you know? Like, I feel like it keeps you young. You get to experience a lot of other stuff, but like, you know, to each their own. Yeah. All right, everybody. So that's all we have for our episode today. Of course, please rate and review us. And follow us and subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify. Yes. And if you love us, five stars. If you don't love us, don't tell us. We can't handle it. Only rate us and review us if you have good stuff to say. Yeah. Like we've said, we can't handle the negative feedback yet. Yeah. We're not there yet. Maybe like one day we can handle it. But right now we would just love positive reviews. Please share this with your friends. Write in, write your shitty things. You can email mm-hmm. it to us at shitty things at you're not the worst.com. That's an email, by the way. And also you can DM them to us at you're not the worst podcast on Instagram. Or you can go on our website, you're not the worst.com, and you can submit at the bottom anonymous shitty things follow us on instagram at you're not the worst podcast and we will be submitting new episodes every wednesday wednesdays ladies and gentlemen look out for them my personal instagram is riley nelson 18 my personal instagram is avery blessing go give us a follow please follow our instagram for you're not the worst because that's where you will get all of our reminders and all of our episode updates and just a bunch of fun content so go ahead and give us a follow on social media and share it with your friends all right guys thank you so much for listening we will see you guys next wednesday bye guys